A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while, he refused. But later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God of justice, sometimes it is hard to be persistent. Seeking justice in the face of staunchly unjust systems can be exhausting. Move us to bring our cries to you so that we might be held, shaped, and renewed to live into your kingdom each day. Amen. So on the surface, this parable seems to be one of the more straightforward stories that Jesus told. If even an unjust, callous judge can be swayed to relentingly grant justice with enough nagging, imagine how our persistent cries for justice land with a loving, compassionate creator. And yet, as our curriculum devotional reflects, In a world that seems rife with injustice, it can be easy to lose heart. We wonder, do my prayers and actions matter? This parable is telling us, yes. Jesus ministered to the poor and oppressed every day. He must have keenly felt the divide between earthly reality and God's love and justice. The parable, parable he tells his disciples draws us into an exploration of that divide. If we reject the notion that God is a divine vending machine, doling out desired outcomes in exchange for the right amount of prayer, how do we read this parable? How can persistent prayer be a tool for divine justice in our beautiful and broken world? It's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about persistence lately. In their book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, Authors Emily and Amelia Nagoski reflect on the ways that persistence can be both a strength and a disadvantage, especially for women and people of other marginalized identities. They explain that once we realize that none of our trying is paying off, we shift into helplessness. It's a last ditch survival effort that our central nervous system controls. Imagine you are swimming towards land and eventually you realize that you're not actually getting any closer. So instead of wearing yourself out by 
swimming in place, you just don't bother anymore and you allow yourself to float, to conserve energy. Now, the sisters Nagoski also explain that research suggests that women and likely other marginalized groups, when exposed to chronic mild stressors, persist more than males do. They work harder in the face of difficulty. It takes twice as long for their brains to shift into helplessness. Now this persistence is a curse and a blessing. It's a strength and a disadvantage. Persistence against surmountable challenges in pursuit of achievable goals is crucial. Across history, we have seen major advancements in justice happen finally after the oppressed and their accomplices and allies have persistently demanded change, fighting for their very lives and livelihoods. And the chronic stress of continued persistence against a goal that may not be achievable or achievable in our lifetimes leads to a high rate of burnout, taking a physical, mental, and spiritual toll. Our sacred stories are filled with persistent women. Hannah, the Canaanite woman encountering Jesus, Martha, Mary Magdalene, Thecla, and many more down the ages whose names and stories intertwine with ours. There is a payoff and a price to our persistence. So where does prayer come in? In the book by the Nagoski sisters, one of the strategies laid out to help alleviate and prevent burnout is to connect to your something larger, as they call it, or to God, as Jesus would likely phrase it. Prayer is both a spiritual and physiological method of sustaining ourselves, especially in times of stress. And injustice is a major stressor. We need to sustain ourselves for the constant struggle for justice, and prayer is that crucial sustenance and not only does staying connected with God, with our something larger, help buffer our bodies and souls against the stress of injustice, but it's through prayer that we often find ourselves transformed in such a way that we are able to enact the justice for which we are so fervently praying. Our curriculum this week poses the questions, what role does prayer have in your life? If you were to cry out to God for justice, what would you ask for? What do you think might happen if you prayed persistently for justice in that circumstance? I'll read those one more time and I invite you to just ponder a little bit. If you're watching the YouTube, maybe pause and think about it and then come back to worship or you can put in any answers you have in the chat. One, what role does prayer have in your life? Two, if you were to cry out to God for justice, what would you ask for? And three, what do you think might happen if you prayed persistently for justice in that circumstance? Now, we believe in the fantastically transformative power of God's love, that being in relationship with our creator, that being loved not for who we could be, but for who we are just as we are, is so powerful that it's impossible to stay as we are. God isn't a vending machine, and prayer isn't a coin for transactions. Prayer is a channel that we open ourselves up to with the understanding and perhaps even the expectation that we will find ourselves changed for having prayed. And in turn, we are able to change the world. 
the devotional put it well. It said, through persistent prayer, God's people are shaped and molded into a just people. And in prayer, we are guided to act in ways that bring about God's kingdom of love and justice on earth. We pray this every week, that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The unspoken part of that prayer is that we, God's remaining hands and feet in the world, are the ones who are responsible for doing God's will here on earth. The power of God's love is such that it transforms us. And then we, in turn, are the ones with the power to build the beloved community where none are oppressed and justice and peace prevail. It may not be in our lifetime. We don't know the exact curvature of the moral arc of the universe, but we do know that it bends toward justice. Our Jewish siblings' sacred texts remind us that you are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to desist from it. So we must persist. We must pray. We must persist. Amen.